Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we're going to be talking about our most anticipated movies of 2019 and doing a bunch of random reviews that we've missed. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How you doing? I'm doing... <coughs> Excuse me. Not a great start for me. <coughs> I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> um, despite the fact that apparently, like, I, my body hates the fact that we're in... This, I'm in the studio for once, so that's nice. Um, we're not recording. I'm not recording in a car, which we did for one episode, or I'm not recording in my cousin's dining room, which I did for another episode. Um, you know, we just have been all over the place, but hey, we're kind of getting back to a normal schedule, so that's nice. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're we're actually going to be doing our most anticipated list obviously um 2019's uh, it started we haven't started our reviews for 2019 movies um but it's january there's not too much pressure for that yet uh we'll have one that will definitely be coming out um for sure next week so be on the lookout for that uh, with glass but beyond that um we still have we're, we're still just at the beginning stages of this year. And uh, let's be honest, if we do see movies most of the time in January, most of the time they end up on another list that we did one last week, um, our worst list. So, you know, there's not too big of a rush from us in January, and you can't really blame us, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but anyway, before we get into that list, we, uh, or me, I should say, I are going to, or I am going to, this is confusing um, already with my grammar, but we're going to be doing um, some reviews that I that we have missed, and um, Ozzy, this hasn't been a great time for you because you had someone in town, so you just didn't have any time to see anything, and you know, it was it was a break. I'll count that as your vacation. How about that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I really didn't have a choice. I mean, I, Rob came home, and, and, and you know, when Rob comes home, you got to Basically, I just stopped doing everything. Um, so I, I, I just really didn't have a choice. <laughs> um, but enough. it's fine. I mean, he, he left. He uh, he left already. So uh, you know, now I gotta catch up on everything. So it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I've been watching uh, Black Lightning. So uh, Chucky, doing that for you. Uh, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good, by the way. If you do listen to this episode. So yeah. All right. So. Yeah. While Ozzy has been um, doing his thing, I've been spending a lot of time in the theater. Um, some of these movies are movies that I saw back in like the middle of December. Um, one in particular was one I saw a while ago. And then um, some of these movies were just this past week. So, you know, we... Uh, uh, Pardon me if my memory isn't as fresh as on some of these movies, but it is what it is. We're going to get right into it. And we're going to start with Mary Queen of Scots. Um, Mary Queen of Scots, if you do not know, 
stars Margot Robbie and Saoirse Ronan. And if that doesn't impress you, then I, nothing will impress you. I, I don't know. Those are two of the best actresses working today. And they were in a movie together. And it was pretty good. Uh, Mary, Queen of Scots, if you do not know, is about, um, well, Mary Stewart, Queen of Scots. <laughs> um, she was a, first of all, a queen of France, but then her husband died. So she goes back uh, to the, to, um, geez, I am blanking, to England, excuse me. She goes back to England and she basically becomes Queen of Scots and she is a rival to Queen Elizabeth and Queen Elizabeth is played by Margot Robbie, Mary Queen of Scots played by Saoirse Ronan. Now, obviously the strength of this movie is the performances, but what else did you expect? Um, these are two powerhouse actresses. Um, I think... If I had to pick a performance to be nominated out of this, I would probably go Saoirse Ronan. Um, but that should not be taken as a slight towards um, Margot Robbie because Margot Robbie is great in this movie. Um, and she seems to be the one who's getting more Oscar-type buzz, so we'll see what ends up happening there. And I, even in our in our in um, some of our awards talk before, I, um, one of my questions was, why is Margot Robbie being put in the supporting category? That seems kind of weird to me, because it looks she looks like a co a co lead in this movie. Uh, I kind I I can buy her being in the supporting category. It's not as big of a stretch um, as we have seen before with um, other awards uh, ceremony type things, and also even in the Oscars, it's not as big of a stretch as we've seen there before. Um, but anyway, this movie. I struggle with this movie because it's not its not what you would call entertaining. This isn't a movie you're going to sit there and be like, wow, I'm just riveted by what's happening on this screen. It's awesome. This is crazy. If that's the kind of movie you're looking for, you're in the wrong place. That is not this movie. This is a period drama, and it's a lot of politicking. It's a lot of... Um, I don't want to say melodrama because that has a negative connotation to it, but it's just a lot of really uh, thick drama. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Thick. Thick, yeah. Um, I just don't know how else to describe it. Um, and it's a movie that is really a, a pretty interesting character piece on this historical figure where she is a character who... In all reality, she, according to this movie, because I'm sure there's some historians who disagree with this, she wanted to unite the, she wanted to essentially create the United Kingdom that uh, was that we know of today, but that wasn't really something that was a possibility at this point. And there's two queens of these two sovereign nations, and they're constantly on and off again with war, and she kind of thinks that her line and her her line of succession is the best way to unite these two kingdoms. Um, so they kind of paint her in this movie as sort of like a sympathetic type figure. And I think it's a really interesting exploration of that aspect of her. Now, I'm sure there's more to it again, but the way this movie paints it, it is really compelling with uh, the really how it contrasts these two monarchs who deal with things in completely different ways. And Elizabeth kind of takes it as this, I'm just going to do what needs, like I'm going to do what I'm required to do 
and they will just they'll they'll love me for it. Whereas Mary was like, I'm gonna do what I think is right, and I don't care what everyone thinks, and that gets her into trouble. And in that aspect, again, it's not super entertaining to watch on screen, but I came away from it going, it's great performances, it's solid writing, and it's a character who I genuinely was drawn to. I, I think it's a really well-written and um, interesting character in and of herself. So all in all, it's a pretty good movie. I completely understand why the performances are getting a lot of buzz, but not necessarily the movie. I was thinking maybe going into this, I was thinking maybe this was going to be um, a what's that movie called from last year? Darkest Hour situation from last year, Ozzy, where everyone came out of that movie going, look, the movie's fine, but uh, it's great lead performance and it's going to get nominated. And me and you are just like, um, that's actually a great movie. I don't know what you people are talking about. That's what I wanted (laughs) from this movie. I didn't really get that. I kind of, I feel like this movie is what everyone was saying about Darkest Hour last year, where it's like, it's a good movie. Like, I don't have a problem with the movie, but it's not, like, incredible. But, man, there's some great performances. So it's that kind of movie for me. So in the end, I'm going to give this movie a 7.5 out of 10. Um, it's a really good movie. Uh, if you if it pops up on Amazon or on Netflix or something like that, then check it out. Um, but it's not one that you should, like, go out of your way to seek out, unless you're just a huge fan of one of these actresses, because... I mean, who isn't? But um, it's it's really good. So, all right, moving on to uh, should I go to another Mary movie? Yeah, let's go for it. We're gonna go for Mary Poppins. Um, if you listened to our last episode, you kind of already know my thoughts on this movie um, because it was on my favorites of the year. I, I look that. This movie really affected me on a personal level. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, It's got really, it's got good performances, um, especially from from Emily Blunt, who is just uh, incredible at everything she does, if we're being honest. Um, And it's it's got these musical performances and these um, musical numbers that are, I don't know if they're going to like stand the test of time like the first one but they're solid and they're entertaining and they're fun to watch and i just enjoyed my time in the theater watching this musical uh lin-manuel miranda i have openly said on this podcast before is not my personal favorite i know everyone's obsessed with him thank you enrique um but I, I think he does a really good job here he captures the spirit of what dick van dyke did in the first one um, pretty well. This movie, this is one of those movies with, that they do like thirty years, or well, way longer. Than they do like way after the first one, um, and they just kind of may- let it pass time. They don't say that it's right after or anything like that. This is about the kids from the first one. They, uh, well, the the brother has kids of his own, and Mary Poppins comes and takes care of them, and I think they merge it in pretty well it it makes sense it kind of um it's cute how they um how they establish that and how they kind of pass the torch on to this uh next generation and it's just a really entertaining a really sweet type type of movie and i i don't under i don't think that there's anybody who would come out of this movie unless you just hate musicals which i know there's people out there like that 
and I don't think there's many people who would come out of this movie and just go, oh, that was terrible. There's nothing terrible about this movie. It's a really good musical, and it might just hit the right chords with you like it did with me. Um, I'm giving this movie a 7.8 out of 10. It's really good, really entertaining, and um, yeah, I had a good, good time with it as um, it was on my top 10 favorites of the year. So, uh, moving on. If Beale Street Could Talk. Um, this movie is, I mean, the most important name to attach to this is Barry Jenkins. Um, if you don't recognize that name, then um, Moonlight, <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, you know, only one best picture and everything a couple years ago. Um, Barry Jenkins is a director that I think a lot of people are looking forward to what his follow-up was going to be to Moonlight. Because Moonlight is a movie that, uh, if I remember correctly, you liked that more than I did, right, Ozzy? Yeah. Um, it's a movie that, whether you're a fan of those kind of movies or not, you can't deny the that the movie is, like, directed, like, it's the best that movie could have been directed. I don't think you could have found a director to do as good of a job with that movie um, as Barry Jenkins did. So it, it was just a question of what's he going to do next? And he tackles this uh, book-to-screen adaptation of a James Baldwin uh, book, which I believe it's the first James Baldwin book to be adapted to the screen. And Barry Jenkins does an incredible job with this movie. The writing is really, really good with this movie. And then he takes that great script, which he also wrote, by the way, and then he does a perfect job with this movie. It is, it is a romance, kind of, but it also has some pretty affecting messages about... Um, I, I guess you would. I guess you would say it's about prejudice, prejudice in this country, prejudice with um, sentencing for black males. It's it's just, it's a movie that has a lot to say, on top of the fact that it is a touching romance and just phenomenally directed and acted and everything. Um, this is a great movie that I, it didn't. Like, it wasn't one of those movies, it's not, it w clearly wasn't on my favorites of the year. Like, it's not one of the movies that I'm going to repeatedly go back to. It's not a movie that hit me, but I respect the hell out of how this movie was made and how this movie was acted and all of it. Uh, I, this movie is great. Um, in terms of who is in this movie, not too many names that, people would know. I mean, Regina King's in this movie. Um, I guess <laughs> Dave Franco's in this movie, but he has such a small role. It, it's really weird. Uh, Pedro Pascal's in this movie. He has a really small role, too. Uh, Diego Luna's in this movie. He has a small role. Those are only those are the names that people would recognize, um, but none of the least people would recognize. Uh, Brian Tyler Henry's in this movie. He's from Atlanta fame. Um, but uh, Kiki Lane and uh, Stephen James are the two leads. And... I think they have pretty good chemistry. I, I it wasn't like knock me off my off my feet type of chemistry, um, but it was really good. It was exactly what you needed for this movie, and um, yeah, it's kind of slow. And the movie, it's 
I, I don't want to give away too much, but it, I wasn't satisfied by the ending. I I think that it's weird because I think the movie wants you to be unsatisfied by the ending. They want you to go, what, really? Come on. But I like that's not a feeling that I want coming out of the theater for me. So it wasn't it didn't quite work for me, but I understand that that's what they're going for. So it's hard for me to like straight up call that a negative, but it is um, what it is. I am going to give this movie an 8.3 out of 10. It's a great movie. Highly recommend checking it out. Um, it, I don't think you would regret watching this movie at all. Um, it's really, really good. Um, moving on to The Favorite. I'm going to say for the, the best for last. Um, but The Favorite um, is the weirdest movie I'm going to talk about, but that's to be expected. Um, I'm gonna pull Enrique in on here. Hello. How would you? Enrique's running the sound for us, by the way. Oh yeah. How would you describe uh, Yorgos Lanthimos's uh, filmmaking? Uh, You've only seen one of his I've, movies, I've but how would you one describe of his it? Movies. It's uh, dark. <laughs> it's I want to call it grim. It's unique. <laughs> That's it, one word for it. It's, yeah. it's definitely unique. And it, it's got a little bit of, a, like, an eeriness with you, not, like, a scary eeriness of, like, it kind of, like, shows you something that you don't really want to see, <laughs> but you're kind of down for it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I could get that. Um, Yorgos Lanthimos, if you, I think one of his movies you might have, uh, are more likely to have seen than others, but <laughs> um, he has made The Lobster, which is probably i guess his most well-known maybe it's been around the longest so it's i feel like it's kind of floated around like on streaming services for long enough that people might have stumbled upon it um and the killing of a sacred deer which is a crazy movie a crazy movie and then now he's made the favorite uh he has such a per particular style <laughs> when you, uh, he's one of those directors that when you watch one of his movies you're like okay I know that the, who made this movie. Like, you would be able to pick it out from a mile away. Um, this movie, if you don't know, you've probably seen a trailer for it, stars um, Olivia Coleman and Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz. Ooh, this movie is about uh, Olivia Coleman plays the Queen of England. I'm going to try to pull up which queen, what? Uh, Anne, Queen of, she was Anne, Queen Anne. And she has a best friend in Rachel Wise, who they've grown up together for the longest time. They're as close as possible. They're best friends, right? And she is like her closest advisor to the point where Rachel Wise is kind. Rachel Wise's character is kind of, in all honesty, running the country. Um, I am the Senate. Ex exactly. It's kind of like the one of those situations, and. Emma Stone's character arrives at the castle and is the cousin of Rachel Wise's character and basically asks Rachel Wise's character for a job. She's like, I'm out of luck. I need a job. I need your help. And Rachel Wise lets her into the castle, lets her work as like a servant, and slowly but surely, Emma Stone's character starts rising up, rising up, rising up, until uh, the queen starts to take a liking to Emma Stone and... Maybe Emma Stone's going to replace Rachel or Rachel Wise's character. That's the overall idea of this movie. And this movie is 
it's weird and it's got that style that if you are not a fan of these weird kind of movies, then you're probably not going to like this movie. Um, but I was down for this movie. <laughs> this movie is... It's got really compelling characters. These characters are just so interesting and they've got this dynamic that you're just like, they're all kind of angling back and forth about who's going to uh, outmaneuver the other one. And it's the, this kind of weird type of politics and this socio-political type of deal. And it is just compelling to watch. And it's dark, it's tense, it's funny. Kind of, I, I think it's got a weird sense of humor. But so, but that's his sense of humor. That's just this director how he makes movies. Um, it's hard. It's hard to. I, it's hard to describe one of his movies if you haven't seen one. So if you get a chance, watch The Lobster. It's probably on. Do you know if it's on a streaming service, Enrique? I believe it's on Netflix. I'm not 100 actually. Sure I think about you're that, but I'm right. Sure it's like I think it just recently. Netflix. Yeah, it just recently came on Netflix. So if you can find The Lobster, watch it, and then you'll know if you will want to see the favorite. Um, but Emma Stone is awesome in this movie. By the way, Olivia Coleman is mind-blowing in this movie. She is so just... She is kind of heartbreaking to watch in this movie because she's a person who is so... She's got such a weird sensibility and weird sense of uh, self and self-esteem that it's just... It's painful to watch. There's times when she's ha she has a breakdown and you're just like, oh my gosh, I feel terrible for you. And then Rachel Wise... She her character was written so well. Like she is this conniving person who is just using everyone and like, oh, it's so it's so well written and so well directed and it's not the Academy's type of movie at all. And I don't know. I don't think honestly. I don't think he'll ever direct a movie that is going to be that kind of movie just because that's not him. But the performances definitely could be up for stuff. Um, this is a great movie and. Honestly, one of the better ones I've seen this year. I will say this again with the ending. There's going to be people who absolutely hate the end of this movie. And I get it. It didn't. This is one. It's the opposite of if Beale Street could talk. I get that people would hate it. But for me, it completely works. And it says everything it needs to say right in that last frame. And it's perfect. Um, but I know it's going to piss some people off. So be warned there. Uh, I'm giving this movie an 8.5 out of 10. It's a great movie, and it has um, incredible performances. Absolutely incredible performances, and uh, man, I enjoyed it. But now we're going to move on to Vice. And Vice, I, I mean, I'm going to say it right off the top. Ozzy? Yeah? This is the best movie I have seen from 2018. If the goal of a movie... Is to get is to is to extract emotions from you. Is to get you to feel a certain type of way. This movie accomplishes that in spades, because I left this movie pissed off. I left this movie sad about the state of politics in our country. I left this movie entertained because let's be honest, it was an entertaining movie. But I also left this movie feeling, feeling just this disgustingness over me. Like it was just, Some men just want to watch the world. It, um, it was 
inexperienced. This movie is so... It's it's like, I guess, I don't know if it's fair to just if compare this movie to um, Wolf of Wall Street. Because you're entertained, but you're also like, this is terrible. Like, why? But... I think it's I think it's a pretty it's a pretty fair comparison because it's these it's this person that based on a per, real person that kind of exaggerates moments of it because you know it's that type of movie it's that type of director but it's this person who starts off like you're with him you kind of you you think he's kind of a grimy person but you're like yeah he's not a bad person and then slowly as he accrues more power, it goes worse and worse and worse. And he becomes more and more and more of a douchebag. And you just are disgusted that you've been entertained this entire time. It's such... It, it's, it's really an incredibly well-written movie. And if you've seen The Big Short, by the way, this is the same director as Adam McKay, who is a comedy writer and director, by the way. Um, Step Brothers. Made Step Brothers, exactly. Uh, and then a couple years ago, uh, 2015, I believe, he made The Big Short, which is like this uh, drama comedy you know kind of. he produced this year? What? Holmes and Watson. Oh, yikes. <laughs> uh, he produced it. Well, we won't, we, won't hold, we won't hold his feet to the fire on that one. Um, uh, but anyway, he, man, he, he makes this. He, he made this movie that is so, is, with The Big Short, he made this movie that is really informative and really just, it's entertaining. And I don't love that movie as much as everyone else because I didn't love the editing style of it. I didn't love um, his writing necessarily. It felt a little clunky at times. And I think that's still true with Vice to an extent, but I think he gets as close to perfect with what he wants to go for with these kind of movies as he can possibly do. Because this movie, it lays everything out really well. I think it explains everything that it needs to explain. It explains why he's why the character of... Uh, <laughs> Of Dick Cheney, the person of Dick Cheney was doing what he was doing, what his as much of his motivations as they possibly can. It messes with the editing a lot in this movie. Like there's a mo there's a moment in this movie that's really funny, and it really it's it's crazy that this is what they decided to do, but it it works. There's a moment where they're like where a big decision is coming up for Dick Cheney. I believe it's the decision to actually run alongside of George W. Bush. Um, when he has to basically, like, he's deciding if he's going to be his running mate. And there, the narrator, uh, who I won't tell you who the narrator is because it, that is a spoiler, but the narrator says, look, there's no way for us to really know what his motivations were here, what he was thinking, what this conversation with his wife was like. Um, but we can kind of guess. And then they break it into... Um, I think they even say something like, look, we can imagine that it was some poetic thing, there's some big epic like Shakespearean type th type speech that he makes to become or decide to become the vice president. And then they literally have Dick Cheney or not Dick Cheney, uh, Christian Bale, who is great in this movie, by the way, Christian Bale and Amy Adams speaking in Shakespearean type dialogue to each other back and forth <laughs> about what's happening. <laughs> and it's just this moment where you're just like, this is insane. 
But it's so... It was hilarious. Everyone was dying laughing in the theater. Like, this is what they're doing? Like, they're like, we don't know what this conversation was like, so let's make it as absurd as possible. They're speaking like Shakespearean dialogue. It was crazy. Um, all that to say, I think Adam McKay nails this movie. It is awesome how he directs it. It is awesome how they put this movie together in post. And he had, let's be honest, he has incredible performances to work with. Uh, Christian Bale is best actor as far as I'm concerned at this point. Um, there, I'm sure I've got a lot more movies I need to watch, but I will be surprised if anything surpasses it surpasses his performance for me he is incredible um christian bale is a madman by the way but he is he transforms himself in this movie it's it's insane uh amy adams is great uh i think amy adams when she takes on these type of meaty roles really excels um i don't know if it's necessarily her year as much but christian this is the year of bale if uh, if i've ever seen one um so, yeah, th this movie is great from start to finish, and I enjoyed it endlessly, and it made me feel a certain type of way by the end. Highly recommend it. Go check it out. It's still in theaters everywhere. Please check this movie out um, on, if you're on either side of the aisle. Uh, I know that there's going to be right-wing people who feel like that this is a movie who's just that's just kind of extremely one-sided and let's be honest it is this is a very left-leaning movie completely and i know that's going to piss people off to an extent but i think if again if you want to understand what other people are seeing and the other perspective then it's not a bad thing to go and watch a movie from that perspective either um this is a movie that i'm giving a 9.5 out of 10 um it is awesome um and i am baffled i'm i really am baffled by its uh rotten tomato score by the way it's strange to me but i guess like i don't understand how anybody could watch this and the big short and say the big short's better i feel like he perfected his style in this movie it just i don't get it but whatever that's just me i guess would you consider the big short a comedy? Yeah. I've never seen it. I guess. I don't know. It's it's the same as this one. Like, I, I think they put in the Golden Globes, they put this in comedy. And there's some people who have a problem with that. But and musical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, they, they blend those together. It's whatever. But I, I think of all the problems the Golden Globes had this year with their categorizing, the vice is the farthest from the top priority. Like that green book listed as a comedy or a musical. So that doesn't make any sense. And then Bo Bohemian Rhapsody was in drama. So that, what are we doing? Um, so yeah, it's of all of their problems, this is the least of them. Um, speaking of Christian Bale and everything, Ozzy, did you see uh, uh, his acceptance speech? At the Golden Globe. No, I didn't. He thanked Satan. <laughs> he thanked Satan for giving him inspiration to play Dick Cheney. I don't even know what to say at this point in time. I don't even know what to say at this point in time. I mean, it, look, it's it's stupid, and it was like, okay, that, you're just trying to get a laugh out of people. But, you know, it was funny. I'm not going to lie. Um... And then uh, the, the only other thing I want to talk about, the last thing we'll talk about before, um, before we get into most anticipated, 
uh, it has to do with the Golden Globes as well. Um, did you see uh, Fiji Water Girl? Uh, no. <laughs> what? Have you been? Okay. Uh, so if you haven't seen this, it's one of the greatest things to ever happen. Um, she's the hero that 2019 deserved or deserves. Um, basically, every, like, if you go look up red carpet pictures for uh, the Golden Globes, there's this girl standing in the background of, like, 95% of pictures. And she's in this blue dress, and it's just some random person that's not famous or anything, and she's holding a tray of Fiji water in bottles with straws. She's in, like, so many pictures, and she's looking at the camera with this face like, I'm here right now, and nobody notices. She's, like, photobombing, photobombing everybody. She's been on, like, Conan and everything. Like, she's going on all these late-night talk shows now, and she became internet famous. It's amazing. Uh, she's the hero we all deserve. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, let's get into this list, Ozzy. This is where the fun begins. Let's do it. <laughs> um, we'll do it the same as last time, so we'll do, uh, we'll do 10, 9, 8, each of us. Then we'll do uh, seven, six, five, and then we'll trade one apiece for the last four, the top four. All right? All right, sounds good. All right. Uh, do you want to start or want me to start? Uh, you can start. All right. I'm going to start with, and I could have put a couple things here. I landed on this because I enjoyed the trailer, uh, especially the first trailer for this movie. And that is Godzilla, King of Monsters. Oh, Carlos, no. What, it's not on your list or it's higher? It's way higher. Okay, let's, okay. Let's keep it going. All right, uh, we'll punt that. <laughs> uh, we'll punt that for uh, later. All right. Uh, so my... mad at you. That's number 10 on your list. I'm like, oh, God, no. <laughs> my number nine. <laughs> this one I think might make, might make you mad because I know you are pretty against these pictures. Uh, Aladdin. Yeah, no, I'm not looking forward to Aladdin. Um, it's on my least, my least anticipated movie of the year. <laughs> okay, if there was if there was a list for least anticipated movies of the year, that movie would be in there. Yeah, it, it does look like a Disney Channel original movie. The pictures, because <laughs> EW makes terrible pictures. I look. Listen, the Jamie does not. Jamie's not convincing me, Carlos. It's, no. <laughs> we haven't seen anything in motion yet. I reserve judgment on anything until the trailer comes out and so if i'm doing that and i'm ignoring the ew pictures because they're always terrible 95 percent of the time ew pictures are terrible so i'm ignoring that and all i have to work with is the cast and um and that little teaser that's not really a trailer and based on that information and the fact that aladdin is Probably my third favorite Disney animated movie. Um, I'm definitely excited for this movie. Why would I not be excited for this movie? It's got a completely unknown cast that's a mystery, and that's exciting. I, I don't there's I don't have too strong opinions about anybody except I guess Naomi Scott, who the only thing I've seen her in is what Power Rangers, I guess. It was she, wasn't she the Pink Ranger in Power Rangers? I don't know. Like I, there's nothing to like. I have no opinions about anybody on this cast other than Will Smith, who we haven't seen any any talking from him yet. We haven't seen anything from him yet. And Will Smith is one of the most charismatic people on this planet. So uh, that makes complete sense to me. I I'm looking forward to seeing what Will Smith's interpretation of the genie is going to be. Um, and then 
to think what they can do with th- with this kind of movie and this kind of story visually is entertaining to me. Like I'm looking forward to that. The only thing that gives me pause is Guy Ritchie, the director. I'm not too big of a fan of him, but I I think he can I think he can work with this kind of story. I think he does well with this kind of story and I am looking forward to it. Um so that's my number 9. Uh my number 8 is Shazam. Uh, it's definitely higher on my list. All right, so we will punt that. All right, your number 10 then. Uh, the Lion King. <laughs> that is way higher. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Marvel. Is that way higher? I have screwed up. That was not on my list. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just talk about it now, and that should have been my on my list. Um, I mean, listen, uh, I'm super excited to see Samuel Jackson back as uh, Nick Fury. I think that's going to be the best thing about Captain Marvel. Um, I'm just kidding. That's not going to be the best thing about Captain Marvel, but I'm actually really excited. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited to see Brie Larson uh, yes. as Captain Marvel, see what she's going to do. Uh, I know people really don't like the trailers. I can somewhat understand why, um, but I mean, she's an award-winning actress, so I think she's going to blow it out of the park. I just don't think the trailers have shown us what she does in this particular movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also excited because these trailers just have shown me a bunch of Easter eggs. So I'm just super excited to just be like, oh, wow, like call back to like several more movies, which I think is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the, I mean, this is, I can't wait to see them showcase Captain Marvel's like true powers and everything. Oh, this, yeah. this is gonna be great. And, I, and when she and when she does look like she has her powers, she looks great. Yeah. So I I can't wait. No, yeah, I'm really excited for this movie. And like I said, should have been on my list. That's my bad. Forgot about it. Um, but n- this trailer, I think the last the the last full trailer, I guess, because we do have um, I think we've had some TV spots here and there since then. Because this movie is coming up, by the way. It's kind of sneaking up on us. It's coming out uh, beginning of March, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I think that last full trailer that everyone came away going, Brie Larson's stiff. Brie Larson doesn't, like, she's not for this type of movie. People are concerned about her. I honestly believe, and that after watching it in the, in the theater for the first time, I saw it for the theater in the first time um, recently, I think that trailer is awesome. Like, I don't understand what people... Like, I honestly believe that the last the last line is the problem with that with that trailer. I think in What's that... What's the last line? The, when she goes, uh, what does she say? It's something really cheesy. Like, what, what is it, though? She's like, I'm not here to fight your war. I'm going to end it or yeah, something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. Look, I think that last line is really cheesy. And it feels like a line that they just recorded, like they did. They were like, "Here, quick, we need a line to close out the trailer," and she just recorded it into a cell phone or something. Like she is not in character at all for that line. I don't know what was going on. And it, I, when people said she feels stiff, she feels like there's no emotion. I think people are just saying that because of that last line. Like she is completely fine throughout the entire trailer. I don't see her as a problem at all in that trailer. And that last line is terrible, so that's what people remember. I I'm so excited for this movie. Still, I Brie Larson in the MCU, I, you can ask for anything more from me. So, um, yeah, I agree with you. And should have been on my list. Uh, if we're putting it on there, then I guess that would have bumped Godzilla off. So sorry, Ozzy. Well, 
<laughs> All right. Um, sip with you right now. What's your number eight, <laughs> I guess? Uh, my number eight is Glass. Um, That's my number seven, so let's just talk about it now. Dope. I mean, I'm not excited for M. Night Shyamalan. I'm actually super scared because um, I don't know the pressure. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I hope he does great. I just I don't know. Um, let's just listen, say it'll be surprising. I really enjoyed Split besides the ending. I'm still sticking to that to the ending, Carlos. Um but it's gonna be great to and this is not a spoiler anymore. Yeah. Um it's gonna be great to see kind of the unbreakable movie and split kind of come together as one and just kind of see where this particular movie goes yeah. from here on out. Um and this has a stat cast. I mean, you have uh James McAvoy, Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson, um and, and a bunch of other people that I can't think of right now. But, I mean, it, it has a stacked cast. And I'm really excited to see James McAvoy return um, as as that particular character. He got Characters. snubbed last time. Um, Should have been he nominated. He really did get snubbed. And I think he's going to get snubbed again this year, which oh, is yeah. ridiculous. But um, what, I'm, what are we going to do? But, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited about this film. I'm really, this, I'm really excited to see where uh, they're going to take all these characters. So. Yeah, I'm really excited for this movie. Um, I have not... Nobody tell me any of the Rotten Tomatoes scores. I don't care. I'm going to go watch this movie and judge it for myself. I want to see this movie. I have avoided as many trailers as humanly possible with this movie. Um, I'm just super excited for it. I think <clears throat> Unbreakable is a movie that... So good. Enrique has recently grown to low. Um, it's... It's one of the best superhero origin movies of all time, period. Um, there's no way around it. It's so... It's one of the best shot superhero movies ever. I, I, he is a wizard with the camera in that movie. Go back, watch Unbreakable. I'm telling you, some of the things this man and his DP try with, this cam- with the camera work is incredible. It's insane that they even thought to, like, this is how we're going to shoot this scene. It's crazy. Um... And then on top of that, the story is solid. It's great. Bruce Willis gives one of the better performances of his career. And I'm just, I love that movie. And then you go to Split, which has a performance, an Oscar-worthy performance from McAvoy. A, um, a compelling and um, warm and a character you want to root for in um, Anya Taylor-Joy. And it's just a really good story that you're kind of interested by. And then to have it all tie in and be like, oh, it's a super villain origin story. And then have them all combine. It's just, I'm so excited for this movie. Um, I, I'm really excited to see what Shyamalan's vision for this franchise is. Because he had said ever since Unbreakable came out that it was part of a trilogy. So this is the end to that trilogy. What does that entail? What does this look like? How does he tie it together? I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, so that was my number seven, and your number eight. So now my number six, uh, The Lion King. So let's talk about it now, because you you had it at what number nine? I had it number ten. Oh, number ten. Um, look, Lion King is my favorite Disney animated movie of all time. I don't understand why they're making a quote unquote live action version of it. it Number one, it's not live action. It's going to be photorealistic or whatever they're they're calling it. But number two, why do we need it? I don't know. But look, it's a story that I love. It's characters that I love. And it's a cast that is insane. So 
again, there's not many reasons for me not to be excited other than just me pouting and being like, why are they remaking one of my favorite movies? And I don't want to be that person. So, you know what? I'm looking forward to this movie. And it's John Favreau who... Very good. <clears throat> what's the last bad movie John Favreau directed? Can we think of one off the top of our heads? Yeah. Jungle Book. Jungle, Jungle Book's Book. not bad. Even I'm if you know, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Like, I didn't <laughs> love that movie as much as everybody else, but it's not like bad. It's a, a good lot. movie. It's really good. I just said I was kidding, guys. No, I know, I know. <laughs> um, so, I, I don't know. Like, I, th- I think there's nothing but good reasons. Uh, there, there's nothing but good um, signs about this movie. There, there's nothing telling us we should be worried about it or anything like that. And if I'm not looking forward to it, then it's just because I'm being stubborn. So oh, I, I thought of John Favreau's last bad movie. What? Iron Man 2. Eh, yeah, I guess that's fair. That's fair. Uh, uh, I disagree. I, I don't think it's bad, but I think that's fair. That is his least good movie recently. Least well accepted. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, Ozzy, why are you looking forward to this movie? Uh, just because it's Lion King, honestly. I mean, there's nothing else really keeping me at bay with this movie. I'm kind of just like you, where I'm just like, I don't understand why they're remaking this movie. This movie should not be even touched. But but the trailer does look like they're trying to respect the original movie, which I can highly respect that. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see it for that regard there and and just see how they kind of handle everything. So. All right. I'm interested. Wait, did Favreau really direct Cowboys and Aliens? Okay, maybe we found one. Never saw Cowboys and Aliens. Me neither. Looks like a bop. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Um, It's uh, interesting, to say the least. All right. Moving on. Um, My number five is Toy Story 4. You got a friend with me. It's not on your list, correct? Nope. Um, You're not as high on this franchise as... As, like, you're one of the lowest people on the trenches I've ever met, right? Like, I feel like that we've talked about this before. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've grown up with the movies. I'm just not, you know, it's not your thing. never really yeah. blown my mind. Um, well, I'm on, the com- I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum. I think that I had to put this movie on here because I have said before in this podcast, and I hold by this, and I think it's still true, that the Toy Story trilogy is... By consistency and quality, the greatest trilogy ever made. There is not a single movie that is even close to being bad. These movies are all great. And maybe, uh, I believe Lasseter is like the head of these movies, correct? Or was before he got ousted of Pixar, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Um, So that's one reason to be nervous. But at this point, I trust Pixar the machine more than anything, any other studio, basically. I mean, Pixar doesn't make bad movies, essentially, at anymore. They, they just don't. So, like, even their worst movies, quote-unquote, are... Look amazing. Are, they at least look beautiful and are good, entertaining movies. Like, Cars 3 came out, like, two years ago or whatever. And that movie's, like... It, I mean, it's not bad. It's still, it. like, it, it's considered one of, you know, the Toy Story, fran- or the Cars franchise is considered one of their worst. And Cars 3 is still, like, a solid, pretty good movie. Like, and it's beautiful to watch. So, I, I trust the Pixar machine, especially with this property. I'm super excited for this movie. Um, 
this is another one that the only reason, much like my last entry and being the Lion King, the only reason I wouldn't be looking forward to this is because I want to be stubborn and be like, why are they making a fourth one? It ended perfectly, which is true. I, I, I do think that. But that's a dumb reason to not be excited for something. So I'm still excited for this movie. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I'm looking forward to it a lot. All right, um, Ozzy, what's your number seven? Um, and in Black International. Okay. Um, I love, I really like that trailer, yeah. but um, I'm, it's not on my list. Just uh, I really like the trailer. I really like the trailer. I really like the cast. I think that, you know, I, I would love this. I, I like seeing uh, Tessa Thompson and, 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 you know, Chris Hemsworth kind of work together again. Um, may not be for Thor 4. I don't even know if that's happening, but I mean, hey. At least I get them working together again, which I think is super great. I thought, yeah. you know, I think they have great chemistry together on screen. Um, and and this the trailer honestly looks really good, and it looks and it just looks like a fun time, honestly. So I'm really excited for this, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. It just didn't make my list. So, all right. So Aladdin with no trailer made your list, but this movie did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Drama alert. Like I said, Aladdin's my third favorite Disney animated movie. I'm excited I mean, for that movie. It's my, it's, it's, it's my top five too, buddy. <laughs> I, I'm just not willing to completely judge this movie off of pictures from EW, which again are all terrible. Whatever. I don't, I don't know what the opposite of anticipating is, but if I had an eh list, like eh, it's happening, it'd probably be like Hellboy and Men in Black. And I was like, eh. <laughs> That's true. I mean, Hellboy would be on my least anticipated list if we're doing that. Honestly, <laughs> so I'm so not looking forward to that movie. I, I'm sorry, Terry. On, I know you like that trailer, but I was not a fan. Guillermo just I did like it so well. Yeah. I don't know if they can like top it. that. I think, I think, I think, I think everybody's just you know. Well, we're not gonna have. There's no need to have a hub. He's like a demon from a Ghostbusters movie. Or hate fuels him. Um, <laughs> All right, moving on. Okay, so my number six is gonna be Spider-Man: Far From Home. Um, little pun. No trailer yet. Little pun. What? Well, we're gonna wait a little bit on that one. Just a little bit. What trailer? Spider-Man: Far From Home. There's a trailer? No. <laughs> it was his number six. Oh, we to have say, to wait a, to talk about it a little bit because it's higher on my list. I was about to say, a trailer dropped. when I miss that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, what's number five, Ozzy? Uh, my number five is Shazam. Um, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, if there's a trailer that convinced any of us of a movie, I mean, it's this one, right? No. This trailer is awesome. Yeah, Shazam, <laughs> Shazam just looks hilarious, so I, I really can't... Uh, yeah. it, it really just looks fun, and it looks great, and I'm super excited for it. So, um, yeah, it, it just looks like it's going to be a fun time, I, I, and I can't, I can't wait to see it, honestly. Yeah. It, I hope it's not bad. No, definitely. It looks <laughs> There's only like... been one trailer, so, I mean, I, I, I you know... Yeah. Where... I, I'm looking for a second one soon, but, I mean, uh-huh. it, just, it looks like a really fun time, and... And I really can't wait for it. Yeah. Whereas Justice League was, uh, was tr- you could tell that it was trying to be fun and funny. This movie, Shazam, looks like it's being fun and slash funny without, like, it just feels like that's natural. Like, it doesn't feel like they're trying too hard. It just feels like this is the character and the story that they wanted to write. And they did it. And it looks like it's going to be a pretty fun DC movie. Which one was the last time we actually said that? 
Apparently, a lot of people think it just happened with Aquaman. Yeah. So, but I don't know. We don't uh, clearly. Uh, see, see, gotta love them. See the last episode of the podcast. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> what's next for you, Ozzy? Uh, and my number four is gonna be John Wick three. Okay. Uh, all right. So your number four is John Wick three. There was a movie that came out like a while back about a hotel. Was that a spinoff? No, everyone thought like it was gonna. Everyone spin-off? thought it was gonna be, but it wasn't. Uh, that was Hotel Artemis. It was okay, um, but anyway, John Wick Chapter Three. I'm looking forward to it. Not much to say there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it's not on my list. No, didn't make it. I'm still looking forward to Keanu too. Anybody? Any, any Keanu fans? Oh man, I forgot another one on my on my. Keanu too? No, not Keanu too. <laughs> it's not even happening. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I just forgot something on my list, but that's fine. Uh, I'll mention it at the end. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's not on my list. Sorry. So take it away, Ozzy. <laughs> um, I mean, I really did love the first one. The second one was not as good as the first one, but I mean, it was still really good. That's about uh, in my opinion. Um, and and I'm really looking forward to this. I mean, this is one of the most action packed franchises in, in the last decade here um and i'm really excited to see what they do with this character and i one of the things i love about this character in particular is just the world that they've set up with this character it's really interesting um so i'm just really interested to see what happens and what's the conclusion with john wick's story yeah um look i'm i like this franchise plenty it's uh it's crazy action uh <laughs> really crazy and I didn't like the second one as much as the first one, so I'm hoping it goes back more towards the first one's direction, but I, I respect this franchise completely, and I'm looking forward to it. All right, my number four is Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, okay. So, it's both they're both in our top five, I guess? Is your number? Yeah. yeah, okay. No, mine's number six. Okay, bad. okay, Sorry. cool, cool. If J.K. Simmons isn't in it, I riot. <laughs> um, it's sorry you're gonna have to write then. Um, Spider-Man, <laughs> he's not gonna be in it. Um, yeah, the look, Spider-Man: Homecoming is one of my favorite MCU movies to date. So, again, why would I not be excited for this? Uh, to have a follow-up to that and to have Tom Holland back as Spider-Man. Uh, Again, spoilers for Endgame, which is Endgame, which is why I'm happy they haven't gone ahead and announced movies past this one. It was probably a mistake to even announce this one, but I understand that they kind of had to because it's coming out this year. Um, but yeah, I I can't wait for this movie, man. Uh, and look, if there already if there wasn't enough reason for me to be excited about this movie, we know who else is in this movie. It's it's my man crush. It's Jake Gyllenhaal. So come on, of course I'm gonna be excited about this movie. You got the Gyllenhaal in this movie. Come on, uh, on top of it being a Spider-Man movie, I am all in. I'm in black love at first sight. To me. Exactly, Enrique. I'm getting for it. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's your number six. <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen, Spider-Man is one of my def- definitely Spider-Man yeah. is like one of my favorite superheroes of all time. Um, I mean, like I said earlier this year, I mean, I think this is the year of Spider-Man. I mean, just because of the game was great. Spider-Man Far... I mean, I'm sorry. Spider-Man... Uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse was great. Um, so clearly, I'm a huge fan of Spider-Man. I can't wait for this particular one. Uh, and I, I'm just really excited to see Tom Holland just come back and and uh, 
it's gonna blow our minds. I really, I'm just honestly, one of the things I'm honestly also excited for is to see how Aunt May kind of reacts to Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, after she kind of found out some information, so um, <laughs> just kind of excited to see where how that all plays out that particular relationship. All right. Um. All right. So, did you already say your number four? Yes. Uh. So my number three, I guess. Avengers yes. Endgame. God, Carlos, you really just really frustrate me. All right, uh, <laughs> we're gonna save that one. All right, I, I figured. I figured. <laughs> um, all right, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is Godzilla: King of Monsters. Um, God, guys, this movie, this movie looks great. The first trailer was amazing. I especially love the second trailer more, just because it seemed more action packed. Um. And this looks like everything I've ever wanted in a monster movie is just seeing monsters just really take each other on. And I know you guys are going to say, Ozzy, what about Pacific Rim? I really hated Pacific Rim. I really didn't like both those movies. But um, this just seems like everything I ever wanted in a monster movie. Just complete mayhem and Godzilla wrecking shop. So I, I can't wait to see it. Um, and, and they released a picture of King, uh, King Ghidorah recently, a couple weeks ago. And uh, by God. Uh, he looks very scary, so uh, I really can't wait to see everything and 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 just see this and just see this movie. Uh, it looks really great, and yeah, super excited for it. Yeah, I mean, look, that first trailer is it's awesome. With that music, it's just. I don't know it's, if I ever saw the trailers. The the first trailer it has like oh. this really like majestic kind of music, and it's just like it, that. Whatever whoever made that decision needs a raise and needs to be promoted because it was such a great trailer because of the music, and. I I'm just really looking yeah like the it. trailer yeah the the music went well with everything that was going oh, yeah. on in the trailer so I was just like this and, is really and good. it looks like it's gonna be a movie I I hope this isn't teasing us and this isn't like going to be a first Godzilla situation but it looks like it's gonna be a movie that is much more filled with some of the action that the first one had in the last act um, so I I'm looking forward to that. Um, it's a movie that, uh, as we have seen uh, from this episode and my uh, list editing on the fly, just missed my list now because Captain Marvel made it and I just added something else. So um, there you go, Ozzy. Um, Aladdin got bumped off. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> but, and I'll talk about what replaced it uh, after we're done. But yeah, so it, it's oh, certainly a movie I'm looking forward to. It would have been my number 11. So I mean... Or my number 12, I guess. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. All right. So, that was your number three. So, my number two is The Irishman. Uh, I don't know what the movie is. So, um... <laughs> uh, The Irishman is going to be on Netflix. And it is... And you're like, how do you know about a Netflix movie? Well, it happens to be directed by... One of the greatest directors of all time in Martin Scorsese. So that's how I know about it. Um, look, this is a Scorsese movie that's it's it number one, it's a Scorsese movie. It would no matter what the movie is, it probably would have made my list because it's a Scorsese movie. Number two, it's a gangster movie. A Scorsese This podcast is named Screenfellas. What, you think I'm not going to be excited about a Scorsese, a Scorsese gangster movie? Of course it's going to be on my list. And it's number two because there's only one franchise that I care enough about to be ahead of a Scorsese gangster movie. Look, Scorsese has 
he is a master filmmaker. He always has been. He probably always will be. And, I mean, the last time he made a movie, it was my number one best movie of the year. I think it was, was it both of ours? No, but was it? No, but it was on your top ten, right? I think it was that year. So So, look, (laughs) Scorsese. Come on, why? Why? Of course, this is on my list, Uh, and it's on Netflix. Forget about it. It's going to be easily accessible. Come on, like uh, forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah, exactly, Rico. Um, Look, I'm so excited for that movie. Um, Yeah, Scorsese, gangster movie. Now, now I want to watch Goodfellas. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> Let's go watch Good Fellas, Rico. Um, anyway, uh, that's my number two. Ozzy, what's your number two? Uh, my two, my number two is How to Train Your Dragons: The Hidden World. Um, I was so close to putting this on my list, I couldn't do it. I don't understand how it's not on your list. I mean, each and every movie is amazing. I mean, the second movie, in and of itself, was the best. I mean, in my opinion, was the best animated movie that year. I it mean, it should was, have been. Man, I'm so mad. absolutely beautiful. The voice cast yeah. is amazing. I love the mythology in this movie. It's... I can't wait to see how it concludes, honestly. Um, I'm honestly sad that it's concluding, if I'm being honest. But, um, yeah, I'm just super excited to see this. and I'm, I'm super excited to see this franchise kind of go, but I understand it. Um, but I'm I'm so excited to to see Toothless and and and, and um, kick up again just uh, and and seeing their adventures and just seeing how everything concludes and um, and also seeing Hiccup as a leader as a Viking king I, I'm just super excited just to see that whole entire um, dynamic with, between him and and his people so I'm just I'm honestly all in for this movie and it comes out next month I'm super thrilled. Um, if I would if I would have put this on my list, it would have been solely because the second one is incredible. Um, I have such a strange relationship with this franchise because the first one I think is, I mean, it's good. It, I think it's just a pretty good animated movie. Um, but then the second one, if we have if we ever do a like a list of like the biggest improvements of sequels to their originals, How to Train Your Dragon Two might be my number one on that list because. It is incredible, and it should have won Best Animated Feature that year. And it's the only reason that I haven't gone back and ever rewatched Big Hero Six is because it beat How to Train Your Dragon Two. Like, I'm just I, I'm I'm still mad at that movie. Like, it doesn't it should not have beaten How to Train Your Dragon Two. That movie is incredible. And then I've seen the trailer for this one, and I mean, it looks pretty good. It's just. Again, if the only reason I would have put it on my list is because I love that second one so much. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still looking forward to it. And um, like I said, I definitely thought about putting it on my list uh, completely. And I don't blame you at all for putting it on there. So, Especially if you are a huge fan of this franchise. Um, but anyway. All right, Ozzy. Um, I think we probably both know what each other's number ones are. They're not the same. I know they're not the same. <laughs> because I've already talked about yours. Uh, or I already brought up yours. Uh, but my number one is Star Wars Episode Nine. Go for it. Yeah. Um, look, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. This is known. This is clear. Um, we will hopefully be attending Star Wars Celebration this year. Ozzy, have you done that paperwork? Uh, I totally forgot about it. <laughs> so you should probably do that. Hopefully they're still accepting them. Um, but yeah, so we're hopefully going to be doing that again this year. Look, we're, I think 
we, we love Star Wars just as much as the next podcast, or at least I do. Um, and this, this movie, to round out this trilogy that I have thoroughly enjoyed, and it's, look, of course it's going to be my number one. It's rounding out a trilogy of one of the, my favorite franchises and one of the best franchises there is. So, of course, it's going to be my number one. And then on, on top of that, it's a follow-up to the second best Star Wars movie ever made. Yeah. Ooh, hot take. Um, Ooh. To The Last Ooh, Jedi, man. which is great, and you can come at me all you want. I don't care. Um, I, by the way, I appreciate everybody who keeps sharing my thing that I wrote in defense of The Last Jedi um, just after... Uh, that movie came out. It was probably late December that I wrote that. And uh, Matt shared it a few times. Like he basically like share, sends it to people whenever they're being annoying and complaining about the Last Jedi. So shout out Matt. Um, and um, yeah, I I just I'm really looking forward to this movie. I want to see these character storylines conclude. I want to see the direction that they've taken it because if, if even if you didn't like the movie. You can at least say that Ryan Johnson left it in a place where you have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. Good luck predicting what's gonna what they're gonna do in this movie. I don't know, you don't know, and that's a great feeling to have going into a Star Wars movie. And I know it's gonna go all to hell once they release a trailer for this movie, but whatever. I think they should just stop releasing trailers. Well, that would be nice, but now after the Last Jedi, they kind of have to because people are so divided on it. They have to resell people on it, unfortunately. Um, uh, if there's any movie that can do that, I think it's Endgame, but that won't happen either. Um, yeah, I, I just, come on, of course it was my number one. It was probably the most predictable thing to happen on here other than Ozzy's number one, which is? Avengers Endgame. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, it was my number three. It wasn't that far behind. At least it wasn't my number, like, eight, like, uh, on my favorites list for Infinity War. <laughs> I freaking hate you sometimes, Carlos. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you didn't put a, you didn't put Star Wars on your list at I all. I did so. not because I'm not. I mean, it's not. I mean, that trilogy is not. I mean, it's it's a good. I mean, it's alright. I mean, it's not the best thing that I've seen ever. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. Listen, I'm Infinity War was amazing. I'm super excited to see how everything kind of concludes. Um, you know, this is apparently Tony Stark's and you know Steve Rogers' last appearance in the movie. So just kind of really excited to see how they close out their arcs and their uh, just kind of actually the reunion that these two are gonna have in this movie actually is what I'm actually hyped for. They haven't been in them. They haven't been in the movie since together, theoretically, in the same room since 2016. So it, it's gonna be three years since we've seen those two on on you know in, in the same room together, and I'm honestly excited to see how these two kind of reconciliate. Um, and how they're going to take out Thanos. I mean, it's going to be great. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the end chapter. I mean, end game. <laughs> Get it? Get it? I see what you did, Marvel. Um, it's the final chapter. <laughs> We're in end game now. <laughs> it's the final chapter to one of the most incredible accomplishments in the history of the movie industry. <laughs> I mean... What, what is, again, what is there not to be excited about? The Marvel and the MCU is something that is unprecedented in this business. And to see it kind of come to, I don't, I don't want to say close, a close because they'll keep making movies. But to turn this big of a page, this is the biggest change that will be happening. 
in this franchise. Uh, we imagine, I would hope at least, that there's going to be lasting change after this movie. And that is something to look forward to. And it's going to be fun to watch, certainly. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I honestly can't wait for this movie, and it, it's yeah. going to have a stacked cast yet again. Um, seeing Josh Brolin return as they announced is going to be great. And I'm just really excited to see all hell break loose in this movie. So. All right. Uh, before, before we move on to a little bit of honorable mentions on here, uh, I want to throw out the movie that I forgot that would have been my number nine. So basically my last two, my nine and ten, should have been It Chapter 2, forgot about that, and Captain Marvel. Um, so Captain Marvel we already talked about, but It Chapter 2, let me talk about that real quick. Uh, this is, it was a phenomenon like we haven't seen in a long time in the horror genre um, where people just, it was a huge success. People loved this movie. People went to go see it and went to go see it again and it made tons of money and I can't wait to see what they did. And then they had the, they had the balls to call their shot in this movie to like end this movie with the title it's and you're just thinking okay they're ending with the title card that's pretty cool and then it's like chapter one it's like everyone lost their minds in the theater the first time i saw this because they they called their shot they're like look we know this is going to do well enough we're making a second one and it worked they're making a second one and then the cast on this thing is insane um let me pull it up real quick but uh, who's in Enrique? You you know Chastain's uh, in it. Jessica Chastain. Bill Hader, James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain. Uh, I think I don't know anybody. Else. I'm I'm pulling it up now. Um, but yeah, so James McAvoy, Bill Skarsgård, obviously coming back as it. Um, James Ransom, Andy Bean, Jack. Okay, so yeah, I think those are the main people. It's uh, Bill Hader, Jessica Chastain, and James McAvoy are the main like known guys. Um, I. Gonna be a good year for James McAvoy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, Is X Men Apocalypse coming out, or not X Men Apocalypse? Dark Phoenix. Yes, uh, that was not our list because X Men. Like, I don't know. I'm still excited for New Mutants. I, I <laughs> that was on my most anticipated of last year because it was supposed to come out last year. Yeah, and they <laughs> really shot half the movie. Yikes. Um, but yeah, it chapter two. I, it's one of those horror movies that is it's super popular and um. Like a lot of this, those time, a lot of the times, it's just like they're really like popcorny type movies, and I just end up being like, yeah, hey, it, it was fine, it was fun. I and I feel like this movie is not as scary as a lot of people made it make it out to be, but it's fun and it's funny. And when was the last time I was able to say that about a horror movie that was fun and funny? Like this movie is really good, or the the first one was really good, and I can't wait to see what they do with the second one and what they do with this story because. I've never read the it, the book, mm-hmm. but from what I hear, that book gets weird and insane, and I can't wait to see what they do with some of the things that are in that book that I have heard about. So it's going to be crazy. Um, yeah, this definitely um, should have been on my list, and it is my number nine, uh, replacing I, I bumped off Godzilla, sorry, and Aladdin. So there you go. You get a win and a loss there, Ozzy. Um, <laughs> what are some of your um, uh, honorable mentions, Ozzy? Do you have any? I really don't have any for this year. Really? Uh, no. Um, Not for this. This particular year doesn't really excite me. Besides, you know, the top. Besides the ten that I really mentioned. So there's nothing that really excites me here. I mean, sure, stores. You know, Toy Story four. But again, I mean, I'm not really 
that big of a fan where I'm just like, oh my gosh, okay. I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing else really exciting this year, honestly. Just kind of waiting to see what happens. Um, I'll throw out Dumbo. Um, it's, it's one of, it's a movie that I, I, when I heard that they're making this movie and then I hear that, um, who's directing it, Ricky? I'm blanking. Dumbo. Tim Burton. Uh, Tim Burton. Sorry. I knew it. But, uh, Tim Burton. I'm surprised Johnny Depp isn't in an elephant costume. (laughs) Um, yeah, to hear like Tim Burton's directing and like, that was weird. And I was like, okay. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, it looks Flemish? I, I don't know. It's an honorable mention. It's not like definitely on my uh, list or anything like that. Um, your interest. Lego Movie 2 is coming out, uh, which that's going to be on a lot of people's lists, I think. Um, I didn't love the trailer, and uh, it's one of those movies where it's like, I don't think it needed a sequel, so I'm kind of iffy. But, uh, of course, it's honorable mention. You made buckets of money. Um, one that I was, oh, I was so close to throwing on there was Happy Death Day 2. Why? Was that uh, good? The first one is, it. it's pretty good. Like, it's not, like, great or anything, but I don't know. When I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, my gosh, they're making a second one of this. And then I, like, actually watched the trailer and I watched what they were going to do with it. I was like, I don't know why, but I'm, like, super excited for this movie. <laughs> like, I have no idea why I'm excited for it, but I am. Um, yeah, How to Train Your, How to Train your Dragon thing. 2 uh, was on that list as well. Um or on my uh, honorable mentions as well, uh, I kind of have to mention New Mutants because it was on my last year list, but now with all the problems it's been having, uh, not there. Uh, this is a production nightmare. Yeah. Uh, Detective Pikachu. Oh, oh that, trailer I, is kind of, that trailer is kind of awesome, not going to lie. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, just to piss off Ozzy, I'll mention Frozen 2. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, oh, God. So... <laughs> I'm over this. I'm, oh God! Um, I kind of, I kind of you was. I thought about uh, Hobbs and Shaw. I for a split second I thought about Hobbs and Shaw, but it's gonna be oh, so wow. dumb I can't. Um, uh, and then uh, the last one, last two I'm gonna mention is uh, I have to out of obligation I have to at least say the Terminator sequel that, that's coming out this year. James Cameron. Why don't they just end those movies? I, like, I, I respect those first two <laughs> movies enough and I defend the Bale one. Like but beyond one. that, uh, it hasn't been great, but I'm hoping that they can... Uh, it's hey, one of those franchises that has so much potential that you are, like, rooting for it to get back on track yeah, they're or just end it. And you see me being one of the end it side, I'm just like, please, at least if you're going to make these movies, just get them back. Yeah on track like yeah, get at least back in the right direction please they're running three for five on oh, the good sh- to bad or good total so if this one's bad then and they're three, running even and three is generous because a lot of people hate uh the one year t- or the terminator salvation i like terminator salvation. i defend it but everyone hates it's that movie fun. for some reason uh the other one i want to mention is pet cemetery because that trailer is actually really good and i have a lot of nostalgia for that movie i watch that movie with my dad like all the time so <laughs> i'm really looking forward to it let's watch that tonight we have a lot of movies to watch. Want to watch tonight? Oh, another one. Sorry, I, I know I have a bunch of honorable mentions, but I'm actually really looking forward to this year. Zombieland Two comes out this year, supposedly. Uh, I don't know if it's still <laughs> going to happen, movie. but they announced it a while ago, and I hope it actually does because <laughs> Zombieland movie. is awesome. And if they actually get the full cast back with Emma Stone and um, oh, what's his Jesse face? Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg and Woody Harrelson. Like, come on, that's going to be awesome. A little girl too, or am I? 
hallucinating. Uh, yes, sir. I can't remember her name, though. I don't know. I don't um, know who it was. Uh, yeah, I can't so remember. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Um, so, yeah, those are some of my honorable mentions. Uh, not really looking forward to the Joker, but, you know, it what? could be cool. What? Um, am I the only one that's kind of, like, interested on this a little bit? I'm interested because they're going, they're not keeping it in continuity. I think that's an interesting choice, but it's a bit of a confusing choice to me. But we'll see. We'll see how it works. I'm, I don't know. Hopefully DC can get themselves back on track this year. It's going to be the Venom of DC movies. Uh, that does not encourage me, Enrique. <laughs> um, Eddie. Uh, en- Enrique, do you have any you want to mention? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm very excited for this. One, because it's Tarantino. Two, because why not? It's got a great cast. Brad Pitt, freaking Leonardo DiCaprio. That's stacked. Margot and Robbie. Margot Robbie, too. It's Dicap- gonna... DiCaprio, Robbie, and... Um, I'm just excited and, yeah. for some fun Tarantino, Tarantino writing, and Tarantino, the backdrop yeah. of the movie sounds really exciting. It's like the nineteen late 1960s Hollywood. It's like a stunt double and an actor who like don't understand the business anymore and are trying to get back into the game. And the Manson murders are randomly like the backdrop of the movie happening in the background, and I, that just sounds like the most Tarantino weird thing to happen. So I'm Pacino's in this too. What? That's crazy. Yeah, they, um, uh, DiCaprio and Pitt both took, like, pay cuts to both appear in this movie. Yeah. So they believe in it. I believe in it. Go in Tarantino. Um, yeah. I'm not a huge Tarantino fan, um, but looks good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've, I've, I've seen, like, the minority of Tarantino movies. I haven't seen Django, Inglorious Bastards, uh, wow. Hateful Eight. Uh, I've only seen, like, a few, but I'm still sold on this. So you should be too. Ozzy, <laughs> are you a Tarantino guy or no? I can't remember. Halfway a tar- Tarantino guy. Because <laughs> like fa- I really loved Inglorious Bastards. And actually, no, I, I would say, because I've only seen like two of his movies actually. So yeah, I mean, I would say so far. I, I, oh, I like, Reservoir Dogs I like is well. so good. Yeah. Like two or three of his movies. Because, uh, I, you know, Kill Bill's great. You know, Kill Bill. uh, Django's great. Inglorious Bastards is amazing. So yeah, I mean, I would, yeah. That's it. That's it. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm an early Tarantino fan. <laughs> and uh, beyond that, eh, not so much. But I'm in the minority there, so you and you can all join Enrique in your uh, excitement for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But anyway, I think that pretty much wraps up our most anticipated uh, discussion. Ozzy, do you think this is going to be a better movie than last or a better year than last year? Uh, I hope so, but I can be entirely wrong because. I don't have any, there's nothing besides those 10 movies. There's nothing exciting me this year for movies. So well, hopefully, right now it's not really looking like it for, for me. Well, hopefully we can get back on the indie train because we kind of were derailed a little bit there. Um, I think we've been derailed these last two years, in my opinion. But that's just me. I saw a decent amount the year before, I think. But well, the indie uh, A24 did good this year. Eighth yeah, grade, mid nineties. That's true, but they're they're like the main A24 is almost mainstream indie at this point. Oh yeah. Oh, and technically they did Hereditary. Yeah. And again, A24 is like they're kind of mainstream. Well, at least nah. some of their movies are mainstream. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. It's what it's, else happened this year? Won't you be my neighbor? That's so good. I don't know if that's indie though. It's a documentary. I don't know what your guys' rules for that. Uh, we generally try to keep document. Like I know there's a lot of people who put them on their top ten list. Um, I generally don't put them. Like I kind of keep them as their own kind of thing. I don't know why. It's just what I do. 
Um, I don't know. Ozzy, if you saw a documentary that you loved, like, would you put it on your top ten of the year? No. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I don't know why. It's because just it's a not, role I have for not, myself. It's, it's a different art form. Like, yeah, exactly. It's not you're, – you're trying to educate me. You're not trying to entertain me. So yeah. it's doing two – it's two completely different things. Mm. Like, I'm not going to call, you know, I don't know, Fahrenheit 911 or, you know, whatever. Wait, what? Um, <laughs> is, that, is that – I don't even know if that's a documentary. I don't know. I don't Fahrenheit know 451? That was a movie. Yeah, that was a movie. Yeah, was a Michael movie. Moore documentary. Um, oh. Sorry about that. But okay. oh, okay. it was like, that was like, like one of the Michael Moore documentaries, like the best movie of all time, like going up against, like, I don't know, Star Wars and Avengers. Like, no, no two completely different things. Yeah, I think they're I in two different leagues, but yeah, I exactly. I, I put them on the same list probably just because they're both telling a story. But that's just a personal thing. I, I definitely understand why people mm, separate them. I mean, it depends. I mean, I, I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. I wouldn't. I, I'm with Carlos. Yeah, it's up to personal personally. preference. I don't. Care I, either I, way. I I I wouldn't personally, though. All right. Um. Just my opinion. A little bit of, uh, or a little bit more housekeeping before we kind of close this episode out. Um. Oscar stuff is kind of coming up. We should get nominations at the end of this month, I would imagine. Uh, I haven't looked at the schedule, but we should get nominations there. Um, I don't know if we're going to get nominations because I still don't have a host, but, you know, I don't know. Because what? Oh, yeah. Because well, I don't have a host. Well, <laughs> well they're not having a Apparently, They said they're not. Apparently, it's been reported that they're not having a host, period. Like, they just won't have so... one. Why would I'm probably not gonna watch the Oscars this year? The, yeah, they're saying like it's not gonna have a host, and they're just gonna. I don't know what they're, they're gonna. gonna have, they, they, they said, said they're, they're gonna, gonna rely celebrities more. Yeah, doing introductions. Yeah, and musical performances. So, so it just feels like there's gonna be kind of like the like it's gonna be like a group host of like everyone who's presenting is essentially the hosts essentially, which is interesting. Nah. It basically just means It'll there's no the open show shorter. All it basically means is that there's gonna be no opening monologue, number one. And number two, there's gonna be no like quote unquote funny bit. Because they always had that one like funny bit like that either runs throughout the show or they have like a big thing. Um which I mean I'm kind of fine with that. I wish I think there should be a host. But the thing that makes me really nervous and why I, if I didn't, if we didn't do what we do for the Oscars, like with live streams and stuff like that, which I don't know if we're doing that this year or not, then I might not watch it because they keep saying that they're going to rely more on musical performances from the best songs. I'm just like, no, that's what you should be cutting. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing Oh, is this the Grammy? I'm sorry. I'm watching the Grammys for music. Look, I, I, like, I don't want to be that dead horse um, because I know we're both on the same page here, but I that's just the most annoying decision to me. And I I'm, I hope that's probably not. I'm not. I'm definitely not watching it this year because I mean, there's there's there's, there's no host. Like there's no host. Like the host. The whole point of a host is to connect with the audiences at home. If it's just a group of people presenting awards. I'm not there. Like, there's no point in me being there. Like, I, like, there's no point in me watching them. Because there's literally a group of people who are there giving awards to other people that yeah. are there. So there's just no point in me watching it. So uh, I'm I don't most know. likely not I watching it. I had John year. Mulaney host. I, I don't know. It, it's gonna be an I, it'll be an interesting experiment. I think it'll be an experiment for them to see if like how important the host actually is. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I just hope it does. I hope it means that we're. I hope it doesn't mean that we're gonna have to listen to the president of the academy like give an opening <laughs> monologue because oh my gosh. 
Uh, I'm sorry. Am I right? No, I'm sorry. She is an. She's a good person. I'm sure she's made great strides uh, in the academy and some of the academy's rules and adding new members. They've done some great things recently under her leadership. But she is not entertaining to listen to. She is dry as all get out. Don't want to listen to her. Please don't have her be talking too much. Um, But anyway. Uh, yeah, so we have that coming up. We're still, I'm sure we'll, we'll have a more narrow uh, list of what we need to catch up on once the award, the nominations actually happen, but we still are catching up on that. Ozzy, I know you're trying to catch up on some of these movies um, as best you can, and I am as well. I literally have a list of 29 movies from last year that I wish I watched, but I didn't. Uh, we'll see how big of a dent I can actually make into this, um, but I have a long list of movies that I uh, wanted to watch. Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, beyond that, uh, on the next episode, I think we said on the last episode we are going to have Noah on this one, but we're going to have Noah on the next one. So we're not purposely pushing him back. It just worked out that way that we're going to have on him on the next one, and we're going to be talking about... He's off uh, discovering himself. Uh, sure. <laughs> We're going to be talking about um, some Netflix stuff. So, yes, we will finally talk about Bird Box. You guys can all get what you wait, want. Wait, wait, just a second. I have a sound bite somewhere. Oh, my gosh. Wait one second. We can finally talk about Bird wait, Box. Wait, and we'll wait, also wait. talk about that Black Mirror movie the or video game because it's essentially a video game. The uh, make or the Choose Your Own Adventure one. Ozzy, have you watched Banger or done that on, na- on Netflix yet? I have not yet. I haven't That's either, probably. but I'm curious by it. So, did you watch Bird Box yet? Nope. All right. So, you have a bit of uh, easy Netflix homework to do for the next episode. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, that's what's coming up. And, yeah. Once we, again, once we do have our nominations, I think we're going to do the same thing as last year, like with a Road to the Oscars type thing. So, that'll be fun. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about a category basically every episode. That'll be pretty cool. Um, anything else? Any other things you want to talk about, Ozzy, before we close it out? No, no, that's it for me. All right. Um, Enrique, do you have that sound bite before we close it out? I'm trying to find what page it's on. Okay, anyway. Uh, while we're thinking about that, Ozzy, you want to close this out? Yeah, of course. Um, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chiri456. And make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFalls. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel, website, all of it. Uh, Enrique, when's the YouTube stuff happening? Uh, good question. <laughs> Never. Eventually. <laughs> All right. You said, it's always what you say, Enrique. I put a video on like a few weeks. Weeks? Months. Months. <laughs> months? That's a little bit. Uh, tweet at Enrique. Well, don't tweet <laughs> well, at Enrique. My because, Twitter's broke. Um, yeah. Actually, tweet at Twitter support and tell them you want Enrique back on Twitter. That's what you should yes. do. Please. Because oh, why don't you just make a new Twitter? Well, that's what I said, but he d- he refuses. He's like, I don't want to build my followers up, Enrique. Enrique, I'm not, I don't you have, have followers. You didn't have followers. Like, what is it? I know. I don't want to like. Enrique, you I have like follow- five followers, bro. I was like following like 500 people. I don't want to like refine all those people. That's way too much. Work. Well, Come it on. So much work. All you have to do so is move work. your fingers on your phone, <laughs> and you're already on your phone. And the thing is, every taking t- pictures. Every time of I sh- nothing for streaks. Oh that yeah. Absolutely nothing streaks for you. Us. No. Uh, every time I show Enrique something on Twitter, he's like, man, I miss Twitter. I'm like, make a new one then. But anyway, <laughs> if you want to help Enrique's laziness, then tweet at Twitter support and tell them that Just Enrique tell them that Enrique needs to be back on Twitter. Um, wait, guys. Don't help bird me. box more like... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Ozzy, shut up. 
bird box, more like what's in the box. <laughs> but uh, nice. All right. Um, but yeah, so do that. But uh, I don't know. How can you? How can people annoy you? Uh, DM Enrique on Instagram. <laughs> DM Enrique on Instagram if you want him to start uh, recording the episode, videoing the episodes of the podcast, so we can post highlights on the YouTube channel. Like I've been saying, we need to do, Enrique. If I had time. So yeah, every, everyone DM <laughs> Enrique on Instagram. What do you? Yeah, all you have to do is turn on the or at least like put up your tripod or something in here so all i have to do is push the button to record every time we start it's not that hard yeah, sure. okay, the only thing I'll you do, do is school and your track season's already ended i'm getting a job <laughs> soon i'm in the process of being hired i have two jobs Ooh, very difficult <laughs> jeez i'm just a boy anyway all right uh ozzy what about you <laughs> sorry this has been a long ending of the episode <laughs> you guys can find me at castro ozzy on twitter and you guys can also email me at ozzy.castro at screenpost.com if you guys have any recommendations guys we hope you enjoyed the show please sure to listen and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify and overcast please rate and review the podcast on apple podcasts also check out the youtube channel whenever we get and you know and then to put me um, content on there. Um, guys, this is Spring Fellas.